The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am here. You are listening to Waking Up in America, and our, I've been actually on the air since 1987. I'm actually on the air today with one of our listeners from 1987, uh, and her name is Gail Ellen, and I'll introduce her shortly. She's going to be jumping in and out and helping me with this program. We've got a lot of activity going on today, so we're not sure who's going to be jumping which way and where. CW, are you on? Where did he go? I think he thinks because you're here, Gail, that he can run off and do other business. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. <laughs> As you can see, we do this on the fly. This radio program is is about receiving wealth. And we don't mean just wealth in your pockets, though we do mean that as well. We mean the wealth of what's offered here in life and where you tune yourself to and what the frequencies are. And one of the reasons I love having Gail around is simply because Gail, besides being an original listener, she stands for the frequency of beauty and health, okay, which is, by the way, the highest frequency. It involves love. It's all included in there. And when people exist in these frequencies, then life begins to work. Gail, when you were um, in 1987, when you were cruising around, I, I guess you heard us first on the, on the, in your car, right? Right, in my car. <laughs> listening to you on the air. <laughs> and what made you pick up the phone and, and say, I want to talk to you guys? Because yeah. you did that. Yes, I think it was, uh, well, in those days, uh, they used to have call-in shows. And you, I think you had a call-in show and whatever you oh, were yeah, discussing did, and whatever you were talking about, uh, I wanted to make a comment about. So that's how it all started. <laughs> and uh, at the time, I was in television myself and knew, you know, about communicating with your audience. And so you were a, an especially good host and uh, very interesting and on top of things. And I think that's what instigated it. Oh, that's very interesting. Did CW just come in or go? CW, are you here? I have this man out on assignment, Gail. Oh, I see. Since we're doing that's a important. receiving there wealth show. Yes. Oh, here he comes right now. So I told him that since I was doing a receiving wealth show that I had sent you out on an assignment looking for wealth. <laughs> and I see that you have returned. We are just talking about how Gail was listening to our show um, back in 1987 when she was driving around and she actually called in. So that's how we got to connect at CW. Now, the story I heard, the reason why she called in, she thought she was calling AAA but got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I suppose that's a possibility. Weren't you lucky, though? <laughs> it's a call that's lasted, gosh, over 25 years now. Uh, Gail and I do some very cool things together, and uh, from time to time... Uh, uh, Recently, we both actually 
were at the Tim Burton exhibit at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. And if you want some fun about creating wealth there, here's a place, a way to create wealth. Wealth is a feeling, okay? So if you want to receive wealth, as soon as I say receive wealth, <laughs> most people, Gail and, and CW, they see dollar signs flipping around or they see stacks of money or something, and why not? That's a good thing. And when I say wealth to you, though, Gail, um, what are the things? You have a lot of beautiful things in your life. I call them Kodak moments. Yeah, I do. It's true. And and honestly, wealth to me is uh, abundance in every area. That's abundance in health. That's abun- abundance in, um, you know, wellness in uh, in positive and in, you know, this whole effort of longevity. It's just a balance. It, it is really a balance, and and wealth doesn't necessarily mean accumulation of a lot of money, but it's more an accumulation of uh, uh, satisfaction and contentment. <laughs> Which I find is easier for me when I've got a lot of money, to tell you the it's truth. It's true. It, listen, it does make life easier, and it creates space. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I'll tell you something. Jason Winter Tea, and and by the way, CW, I knew about Jason Winter's Tea for a long time, okay? It just didn't bother or make the connection or whatever, and, you know, tea drinking is in our family. That's what that's what we've always done, you know, high teas and stuff like that. I bet you've got some of that too, Gail. Yep, I love it. I love that tea. Yeah, and, and tea has a whole different energy to it. Co- coffee is kind of, let's get up and get going, and I'm not saying I don't drink coffee because I certainly do, but... It, tea. I have a nice picture of a teacup in my kitchen in Bone, China. And I really love pouring Jason Winter tea into it and into my Bone, China cup. And during the hot weather, I like I like it iced. And CW, you're the one that put this in my lap, and I just want to say thank you. How did you happen to get hooked up with Sir Jason Winter's tea? Well, you know, uh, years ago, I started as a consultant with the uh, vitamin company. And one of my first jobs was the Jason Winters line. And it did not take me very long at all to realize what potential this line had. And at that time, I'm going back to the early 90s, at that time it had been around for 15 years or so. And they had distribution through uh, health food stores and other retail outlets via uh, health food distributors. And then we had the advent of the Internet that comes along. So I steered them in the direction for, for taking that direction. Then I put it in their mind that they should take this into a multi-level marketing distribution system. And the reason why I did that is because Sir Jason's story is so powerful. It is, too. It, it talks about the debilitating disease that he had and how this tea, this combination that he created through worldwide traveling research, developing it, and helping him prepare his body to fight that debilitating disease. You and know it's what? It's a story. In fact, I, just in really, fact I, I really, really, really want to just interrupt because I am so annoyed with the de facto government today I can hardly see straight. And I really look forward to the time where we can actually say without fear of getting snatched off the air or something like that, what these products that we work with actually do because the FDA doesn't really want people to know that there are cures out there. And there are. And, Gail, I don't know if you've taken on – you took on Mona V, right? Uh, yes, at one time. 
Okay, well, I will be taking Mona B back again. My my sister-in-law, she has, like, really skinny hair, okay? And I know that if she was drinking Mona B, her hair would get better. But we can't say any of that stuff on the air. We can't actually say what Sir Jason Winter T does. Let you know that this guy was about to get his tongue cut out because he had such horrible things in his throat, and he didn't ever get his tongue cut out. Fortunately, he just managed to train it and get it wagging to do the right things. But it's like we need to just really let people know that it is time for the republic, to, for them to really know about the Republic of the United States of America. They're murdering pigs in Michigan again um, under some false pretenses, and now you can be strip-searched, okay, for any for traffic tickets even. And even I've even seen a video of what they do. This is not okay with me. If we want to create wealth in our country, then we need to create a government that we respect and not one that we just are being good people towards. So yeah, I agree. I needed to say that. Sure. Um, You know, I just want to say that that wealth is anything of value to you. Yeah. That's what it is. And uh, I I need to leave the line, Val, and um, um, you and uh, WC take over. Well, you know, just be, I, I got that you need to leave, and I want to say thank you. But before you leave, I want to say, in, in a sentence, I want to say that I've experienced $100,000 a month, and I've experienced $2,000 a month as a discrepancy or a distance yeah. of which I've covered. And, Gail, because of what we do and the relationships that we've created, I was able to create a sense of well-being and wealth at 2000 a month as well as 100000 even though I had a bigger range. So I just wanted to say thank you because you're definitely a part of that. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks, Gail. Yeah. So you see what's going on. Just so many things are are happening in these times, and we get to choose. I got Robert Zuluaga's email, okay, about the um, roundtable tomorrow night. Right. um, The roundtable meeting, which is week 42, April 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, call number 712-432-0075, and the access code is 594-637-POUND. So you can send this around to your friends, let them know. You can go to wakingupinamerica.com. You can send an email to me. You can, you can just do all kinds of stuff. The mission for the Republic of the United States of America is we the people hereby ter- terminate the tyranny of financial slavery and unlawful presentment that binds us, bestows favors of liberty and republic freedom by way of lawful means and peaceable am- assembly for all men and women under Almighty God. Hey. As I watch these things going on, you know, and I know that it's really hard to to have that feeling of wealth and well-being when your when your um, when your reality is being eroded. Like, for instance, CW pig farmers in Michigan, are I believe it's Michigan, um, they're actually been ordered to kill all their pigs for some unknown reason. People, uh, the Supreme Court has just allowed um, they've ruled that strip searches are okay for anything. Hey, listen, I think the pigs might actually give them a good run for the money on that one. But I saw this man, they even have, I saw the training video for strip searches today. Yeah. Just about an hour ago, okay? They got them stripped naked and lifting their little dicks and all kinds of things and, and bending over. So they And this is for um, a traffic ticket. The guy that actually put this before the Supreme Court 
was a man that had been arrested for a ticket that was already paid, and they ran him through a strip surge. Wow. So it's just like when I when I hear this stuff back on the table again, because I have a, you know, I'm aware that the republic is growing. I'm aware that there are 6 million people in the world with dinar, and, and I'm aware that the Bushes never thought we would get there, you know, that this was a Did private deal hear? that they had arranged for their buddies. I'm yeah. aware right now, and I'm putting this on the air, that certain whales are um, waiting for the actual codes to go to the bank. I'm, I've been told that Vietnam and China has already been cashed in, but they're keeping it private from us until we get certain things settled. So we're part of a world revaluation. There's prosperity packages that are coming. There are countries like Iceland that have forgiven, forgiven all debt because the debt was never real in the first place, you know? So it's like the illusion is beginning to waver and become thin, and the frequency of wealth across the board, whether it's the satisfaction that you see. How old is your son, Charles? He is 26 this year. Was he your first? He is. Was. Uh-huh. Is. <laughs> he is, was. He is, was. And what was it like the first time you saw his little fingers? You know, it's something that uh, I know you're asking me to describe something you already know, and, and many of our listeners do too, but when you see something that you created for the first time in, in flesh and blood, you're, you're checking out everything, the fingers, the toes, the you know, the body parts, making sure everything's there. <laughs> doing an inventory. And, and then you, yeah, then you start marveling at the beauty of this baby. It doesn't matter if the, if what's wrong with the baby or it, nothing's wrong with the baby. You start marveling at the beauty of, of this creation that you just had, that just handed to you. And, uh, my marvelation came in, uh, I was there at the birth. So I had that opportunity, and then, of course, within the hour, I had the opportunity, hour or two, I had the opportunity to give him his first bath, which uh, was, they had pictures, we had pictures made of that. Uh-huh. And, uh, it, it was, it's, it's an awesome moment for any parent to... Uh, uh, it is, and that doesn't, and it would be awesome whether you were rich or poor. See, that's, that in itself is a form of wealth. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Gail had it right a while ago. I, I have a philosophy that, that we all have five lives. We have a spiritual life, a financial life, a personal life, a business life, and a family life. And all these lives, and she used the word balance, and that's absolutely right. All these lives must be in balance in order for true wealth to come in. And true wealth just isn't, like you mentioned a while ago, it just it doesn't, it's not just dollar signs. You know, to have true wealth... Put all these balances together, if you didn't have a penny, you'd be a very wealthy person. Having all yeah, well, five for of instance, in if you had the barter, if, supposing you lived 100 years ago and you lived in the middle of the barter system. Yeah, yes. That could be total wealth for you. Absolutely. That system could have been total Absolutely. wealth for you. Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned about are all of the intrusions that we experience, and this whole thing about going through this pig thing again after, you know, we know that it was baloney that the pig started that thing, the H2N2 virus. That was a company trying to dump trying to dump virus 
vaccines uh, combined well, with wanting to scare people. It's a combination people. of that and trying to scare the public into uh, compliance with their yeah. what they want to do. Well, the Egyptians killed 300,000 pigs because of it. Poor pigs. Yes. I mean, it was just the Chinese did something about as embarrassing for them later. The point being, the whole thing was manufactured. So a lot of our sense of wealth and our sense of, um, our sense of quotes, I'm putting quotes around poverty, are manufactured too. For instance, we didn't need to have um, seven television sets when I was a kid. You know, we were wealthy with one. It was all, it's exactly. all a point of view. You know, what you're sold, what you think you need. <laughs> um, so I want you to know, CW, I felt very wealthy very when wealthy I sat with my friends life. and we watched the Indian test pattern. Oh, yes. I remember those days. You had to wait after the uh, TV or broadcast was shut off at nighttime, at, at that time, a fairly early time, and today, uh, or get up early enough to see the, see the pattern before the broadcast started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we thought that I was pretty terrific. That is. I haven't seen yeah. that picture in years. You, <laughs> you know what else I'm laughing about is today. we had a sense of community, okay? We had party lines. Mm-hmm. Now, we would say, I would say, hey, CW, I need to make a call. Um, could you get off the party line for a while? And you'd go, maybe. <laughs> because we could still call and you could still eavesdrop. Right. And, and the funny thing is, we all knew each other, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing that we were horrified about. Oh, right. Aunt B's been on the line again. You can tell I heard her blabbing to such and such because you were busy dropping to something else, or you'd pick up the line and you'd and you'd hear somebody talking. So now we have all these like privacy issues. I mean, there's so many secrets and things that we're not supposed to know, and hackers that busy are busy taking the world apart and things like that. All that undermines the sense of wealth. One of the reasons I actually invited um, Gail to be on today is she's really good at meditation and stuff like that. And we haven't had a chance to talk to that. But Gail is the kind of person that went to the Pope's funeral and has been to India and has meditated and things of that nature. And we're actually talking about frequency here. So as we begin to solve our problems, and there are solutions to these problems, get active, start speaking. You know, you've been really busy. You you you've been facing some really big challenges putting together your company. I think yes. you got everyone in the book, didn't you? Thrown at I, you at one time or another in last year. And still do. And it's not necessarily <laughs> a reorganization, but it's an expansion that's taking uh, nearly one hundred percent of my focus and time to get uh, uh, get done. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get this thing uh put together. We have certain things that are starting the beginning of the month that, that we've been working on for a long time, and we expect that domino to trigger another domino, which will make everything that we've worked on start really falling into place. So we're very excited right now, yet exhausted at the same time, and anxious for the beginning of the month to roll around. That, that, well, that you know... Okay. I hear you talking like that, and you're not the only one, because a friend of mine that's been working with manufacturing, I won't mention the names, they're big names, they're, they're, they're names you would recognize in, in, in the food industry. And my friend has been working, we talk almost as often as you and I do, not quite, okay? And he and I are in an investment together, and 
we've talked about what it takes to get this particular product done. And honest to God, what he has gone through is just like unbelievable. I think I mentioned to you yesterday that that I think a rejection rate of 1 in 10,000 is good, something like that, when you're packaging something. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet they were being shot for standards of like 1 in 100,000. Well, you know, this like is that. another example of what you were talking about while ago when you said you're upset with the authorities. This is another example because the FDA has been giving, has been given, uh, basically carte blanche power to walk into most any manufacturer or any manufacturer facility and uh, just do their thing. And they can come in uh, basically unnoticed now. It used to be they had to make an appointment. I think they can come in unnoticed now. Uh, I, I may stand corrected on that. But yeah, they, they may bring in their rubber gloves yeah. so they can strip search you, too, in case you had a parking ticket. Well, that's probably next. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's okay. You heard me talk about the vitamin company earlier. There mm-hmm. was a time when product comes in, we, we had to take and have everything assayed to make sure the product was what we said it was. Right, I know now, about that. Now, here's what happens now. Many times we have to have several products to make the one product. So when the, those products come in, they have to have assays with it. But that's not enough. Once we receive them, we have to assay them again to make sure they are what they are. Then we make the final product, and it has to be assayed. So there, there's but a you know, you're the right person to ask this question, I think. I heard that there was a bill trying to go around that was not allowing any new vitamin products since 1996. Is there any truth to that? There, it's on the table. I don't think it's made law yet. I, I, Where in the heck does that crap come from? It comes from people who think... It comes from big government thinking they know better than you, is where it comes from. But and aren't you know we what? supposed that's to be a republic? to what's happening right now. That's really minor compared to what's happening. You heard what's happening. You mentioned the farmers. You hear what's happening with them? You mean the, what, where they can't even grow certain amounts of vegetables and stuff? Oh, what are you, it's worse. I, which What are you referring to? It's worse. There's a bill in Congress right now that states any children on your farm belonging to you, your own children under the age of 18, cannot do farm work. Get out. Can't we just get them into the Republic and tell them some are Cannot drive a tractor, cannot cut hay, cannot bale hay if you're under 18 years of old. And and, and, uh, authorities can come onto your property your property, and cite you if your children are working. Now, you're talking about stealing the wealth of the nation. You're stealing the wealth of the learning power and the developing the character of the children of not allowing that, the parents to teach them values of working on a farm. I How mean, to I take care of themselves. they got to wait until I... they're 18 years old that they should have had already... No, they don't. That's not happening. We're, we're, we're getting you, this republic going before. I got why you're upset. I would. I think it's just... You're an old farm boy yourself, right? I am. And Me I'll too. You. Well, I was on the edge. Okay, I was in 4-H. I let the farmers be next door. I had a little vegetable plot of my own and stuff like that. But well, I have to tell you... There won't be any 4-H if this bill passes. These are my... If, if it passes... You know, this is the kind of stuff that should just be so outrageous, okay, that people say, I'm sorry, we're not doing this. No more 4-H, all of that. Your fairs, there'll be no children, no children showing animals at fairs anymore. 
That's Man, where this it's is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I hope the people rise up and look this bill. I can't remember the name of it out there, and tell the Congress, do not let this pass. Well, I think the states need to just the say, of um, our great nation. Just continue to pick on our children and don't let them learn. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because it's so outrageous. That, well, of course, I thought strip searches were so outrageous. So I they are outrageous. They're telling us. I was watching the news broadcast where they're saying, well, now you won't be so so upset by what the TSA does. You know, they, they just hold your balls and, and pinch them through all, the all this, You know, all this is totally unconstitutional. All of it is unconstitutional. They're violating your rights. Well, and how in did the, the Supreme Court... Safety, what? This is how they get around it. In the name of safety, this is and this is how they get it. In the name of safety, they're allowed to do this stuff. But it's still unconstitutional. How can we it's affect the, the Supreme Court? They're the ones that are, are okaying this stuff. You have to. You have, the Supreme Court has to determine the difference between lawfulness and constitutional. How do we make There's, them do that? Because they're not doing it. I don't know how to make them do it. They have to. They have to grow up and 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 uh, look at the Constitution and realize the stuff they're doing is not constitutional. And that's what our rule of law is based on, is the Constitution. Not over 200 years of whims of people saying, well, if we do this, it will protect something. No. It's not constitutional for somebody to come on your private property. It's not constitutional for somebody to go around handling your, your vital parts or your uh, private parts of a man or a woman or child. I mean, there are other ways. They don't have to be fondled. All these TSA people, it, it turns them into sex perverts. I think maybe they hired sex perverts in the first place. Well, I didn't Actually, want to my there. first rude encounter was in India back in the 80s when I, they had a woman doing a, a, a search on me. I was a little amazed. She had a, you know, a, a, I guess it's a submachine gun. <laughs> and she had me step aside and she felt around and I was traveling with a friend and I said, have you ever experienced anything like this? And she says, yeah, and we called the cops. You know, so that's definitely not a feeling of wealth. Um, I would have to say, for those of you who are expecting windfalls, one of the important things about all of this is going to be whether or not we can maintain what we get, okay, or how to maintain what we get. So we are talking now in the financial moment. Um, one of the things that's important for you that are getting windfalls is to put them into a non-interest-bearing account, and Wells Fargo seems to be like a good place to do that. That's what I'm hearing is the best. You want to make sure that you um, don't make yourself a target. There's just all kinds of things you should be paying attention to. And the other thing is, you know, I don't know. Do you personally know a lottery winner, CW? Uh, a large lottery winner? No. I yeah. Do not. No, I, I actually had a friend who was actually the attorney for large lottery winners. That <laughs> What an interesting niche, right? Her job was to try to help them hold on to their money. Because well, a lot of times, uh, well, a lot of times when people get a lot of money, CW, if they've got guilt about things, they'll give it all away, or they'll loan it, or they'll make all kinds of um, investments that aren't wise, or they'll make themselves so visible that they're targets, right, for people that are after money, or they go around and they talk about it a lot, or something of that nature. We've got all of our situations really well protected. I'm not even going to have my hands on most of this, most of what comes my way. It's in different trust and foundations and stuff like that. So, right. you know, maybe our listener doesn't have the opportunity to do that, but you can get yourself uh, 
a number of things. I mean, there's programs in the Republic, aren't there? There will be, yes. There will be programs in the Republic. Right now, we've been... We actually, what would you say our actual data formation is? Would you call it November 14th when we signed the Declaration of Intent or yeah. prior, oh, you know, in March? In, uh, what, 2010? Yeah. Would you call it the beginning then, or would you call it when we sent the letters to the governors? Uh, I would say then, when, when the people came together and they agreed upon a set of documents to uh, uh, live by, which included the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, circa 1791, with the Bill of Rights, and the uh, uh, they included the Holy Bible in that as well. Oh, well, they would have to because it was the original. It's the it's the most continuous book in in the history of the world. Well, it, it is. Plus, if you look at our judicial system, much of our judicial system at that time was patterned off uh, of the writings and the the book of Deuteronomy. And I know there's a lot of people that talk about, well, there's, there's some that'll say, well, there's too much Christian or too much God in, in, in what we're doing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's not enough. But all you gotta <laughs> do is look at what our forefathers did. That's all, that's all we wanna do. We wanna, we want to bring back what our forefathers intent, intended to do. In fact, they even warned us when, when Ben Franklin was asked by the lady, what did you produce us? And he said, we gave you a republic if you can if hang you can on to it. it, if you can keep it. And hey, you know, I loved reading that. his book a lot. I, what, what I liked about it a lot was, first of all, let's say that we do it from November 14th at 11.52 in the evening, of which I and a bunch of my friends were there, including Mr. C.W. and Senator Ringchop, and I'm an assembly person and an ambassador and all this kind of stuff. It's all happening. It's only been going on two years, Okay. It'll be two years this. Um, it'll be two years this November fourteenth at eleven fifty-two in the evening when this re-inhabitation occurred. We stepped in and did the paperwork. And I'm, anytime anybody gives me any CRAP about it, I say, "Sorry, folks, we did the paperwork. You know, we signed the registration papers. We submitted them in a lawful manner, and they were accepted. So it's done. You know, you can say you want the house, but actually, I've got the paperwork on it." And the paperwork we've got is the paperwork on the Republic of the United States of America. Here was the shocker, C.W., when I read Ben Franklin's bio. First of all, a lot of them weren't, quotes, Christian, okay? Some of them were even considered atheistic or whatever. The point is, they all agreed that that America could be a place of high ideals and that those ideals were governed by a power that was greater than all. We didn't call it, they didn't call it all Christian, they said a higher, you know, the God. God being something was recognized every place all over the world, okay? And the Ten right. Commandments going with that are an excellent code of ethics. And I think Jefferson, or, you know, somebody can correct me, but somebody back there said that that was the best code of ethics he had ever seen, and I think it was Jefferson that said it. So when you take high standards in a code of ethics and you create something like what was created, I'm going to say it took them 15 years, didn't it? Something like that? Easy? Well, sure did, because they started in, uh, just before 1776 when the Declaration of Independence was put together and it really didn't fall into place until after the Bill of Rights in 1791. So there you go. Was right there. So and, there you go. Uh, then, of course, prior to 1776, I think it actually started in 1774 when they started planning the Declaration. And in 1776, it was filed. So you had at least 17 years 
yeah. of actual uh, planet you can wrap your arms around. Now, there'll be arguments say, well, it actually started, you know, when they set foot on this new rock. And the people will say it's still in motion. <laughs> but the mechanics that made it work was from like 1774 to 1791. And let and me tell you something, they, buddy. They fought and fought with each other. Ben Franklin's own son ended up in jail, okay? He ended up on the other side. There was all kinds of stuff that went on, because he became, I believe it was governor of New York, and Dad wasn't real happy about that, and they didn't end their relationship very well together. Franklin never even came home for his wife's death or his daughter's wedding. And yet, these men and these women, they stood and they accomplished something against the hardest and most challenging of odds. And we have, I know this is a funny thing to say, but we have the Internet. CW, and the Internet is going to give us an opportunity for global forgiveness, global jubilee. With 6 million denarians on this planet, that's going to shift things tremendously. The prosperity packages are coming in. Iceland has already done its jubilee on on mortgage holders. I've been told I, that, that Vietnam and China have already revalued as far as the money transfer happening. Our money is about to be backed in gold and silver again. Things are happening, and we need to be we need to be looking at our physical selves, our spiritual selves, and so on and so forth. Like you and I were discussing some of our physical issues. <laughs> I was right. making a list of what I'm getting fixed, right? Like my toenails, my cataracts, my teeth. I've got a list of stuff, and by, if I was just to do those things that bother me, I'd feel like a wealthy woman right there. Okay. So what is it that makes you feel wealthy in the morning? Maybe it's the look that your wife gives you or when the cat gets in your lap or something. I don't know. What, when you well, feel I'm satisfied. I'm a bit of a strange bird. I'm a bit of a strange bird because I consider my, and my satisfaction comes from fulfilling a statement that I have uh, or knowing this statement. And that is, and this is just me talking. See, I feel I'm a humble servant of God. Vigilant to defend and protect his word and his kingdom, which I seek first. And thank, and have thankfulness that all my needs are met and the riches and glory of Christ Jesus. Now, when I say that and I feel that, I feel like a very wealthy person. uh, One of the things that's made me feel the wealthiest lately, I've been taking pictures for absolutely years, and I have about 6,000 of them in my computer. Some of them are thumbprints, you know, where you get the the old thumb shot, things like that. Yeah. My sister called me yesterday. That I hadn't heard from my sister, my stepsister, I haven't heard from in about a year and a half. We haven't talked. And she goes, Chuck, that's what she called me when I was little. She goes, Chucky, I'm 55 years old now. She calls me Chucky still. She goes, I found all these pictures when you were a little boy. She started describing all the pictures. I was getting ready to film. I said, nope, I'm going to send them to you. So I'm oh, getting wow. a whole stack of pictures, just like you were talking about, thousands of pictures she was Do describing. It. Get them all so scanned into your computer. This is the best thing. I've been, some of my pictures that are in the computer CW, I've taken over the yeah. last 20 years, okay? So I've yeah. got pictures actually down at the American Cafe, it, 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 the Citrus Cafe, okay? Oh, my with, Lord. Um, Leonard ago? Spade signing his paperwork for the Republic with his little thumbprint and stuff. Yes, I, and Leonard. 
you know, good old Leonard, and, and I had forgotten Leonard, and then Francis. Francis was my friend in high school, okay, and then I've been busy working for years and years and years. This morning, I called Francis, and I said, Francis, I know we're getting older, because <laughs> I'll be 72 this year, and I, Francis and I haven't been friends in over 50 years. I said, is there still time for us? And she said, I was, I was, I'm so glad you asked. So it's like, Francis and I have connected up. Do you realize the wealth that I feel from friendships? You, when you see your baby pictures, you're going to feel so rich. Oh, my Lord. It's really good. I have them playing on my computer, okay? They play across my computer screen all the time. I called up. <laughs> I got mad at Michael McNeil seven years ago. He does inner city swickers where he works with juvenile delinquents, and Michael and I were really close, and it was his wedding and stuff. And then he took off for Arkansas, and he didn't tell me, and I was mad at him. So his picture floated across the screen with his arm around me, right, from seven years ago. And I thought, what is your problem? Pick up the phone, go find Michael. Well, I did. It's terrific. Michael and I are like in love, you know? I'm jealous You get interrupted. You know, something comes, you're headed in a direction, and you get interrupted. That's true. And here Michael and I are like, and it turns out, I didn't get a chance to tell you this yet, but they're going to make a reality series on Inner City Slickers. Inner City Slickers is where he takes kids, juvenile delinquents, and he puts them together with horses. And then he has the kids take care of the horses, and it totally changes them. I watched this. I loved it. In fact, I got my cowboy boots that I love so dearly from Michael McMeal, okay? So it turns out he's going to be filming over in Calabasas, which is 20 minutes from me. Why? Because I had this picture from seven years ago float across my computer screen. That's why. And because I said, why am I not doing something? And I picked it up, and I went after it, and I did something. And here we are, talking to Michael, talking to Francis, and it's because I realized... You know, I always kind of saved the pictures, you know, I thought, well, when I have time, right? Because I've always been busy trying to survive. (laughs) And you know what just showed up on my computer screen? A picture of Oroville Wright flying on the plane. No, I didn't take it in person. (laughs) (laughs) I got it at the the airport. I'm old. I'm not that old, okay? Well, you took that away from me. I knew you were going to do it. I knew it. I could see it coming. Okay, I think I got it at Universal Studio. Oh, I know where I got it. I, I, I got it at one of the little airports. I love to go to the little airports. Want to feel rich? Go to the little old airports, like Santa Paula Airport and stuff like that. I think that's actually from Santa Paula Airport. And they have these little aerobatic planes and stuff like that. And get yourself up save up some money and put yourself on a trip in an aerobatic plane and have some fun and find out how rich you feel when you're having fun. Mm. You know, if we keep our frequencies high in our relationships in communication, we can do absolutely anything. Gail and I have been friends since 1987 because I did talk radio. And you know that... uh by keeping our lives in balance, the different lives that I pointed out and that Gail pointed out early, if you keep that in balance, and like she says, it opens up space. It opens up space because there's no clutter there to stop it. There's no confusion, not stuck. Uh, you don't have any, uh, uh, anything there that holds you there because something is not complete or finished. 
Now, I'm glad you brought that up. You've been cleaning, haven't you, down at the office? Oh, you know I have. How does that feel? I, it's a, it clears you up. It opens you up. If you don't have the clutter around you, whether it's unfinished business or piles of paperwork, you get rid of that. Your whole life opens up. If you don't believe me, folks, and if you have some piles of clutter or you got that box of stuff laying around that you keep looking at and say, i got to get to it, once you finish that task, Oh, you're cutting in and out a little bit. You're going to have to turn a little. I think your cell phone's failing. I'm failing. I'm here. (laughs) You're back. Okay, good. Now, what you're talking about is extremely important, and usually when you, quote, clean stuff up, don't you find stuff you didn't remember you even had? Oh, of course, because you'll you'll go through, uh, mentally you'll start going through things and forget, uh, remember things that you forgot that put you in that business to start with. Or if it's a material pile of stuff, you start going through that, or a box of stuff, you go through that, and say, oh, man, I forgot about that. And you start taking care of it and say, then it, it, it finds its own place where it belongs. And once it's in its place, it frees up space in your in your uh, life. Uh, it just frees it up to where you can take a step forward in freedom and liberty in in your life, in your space. I'm not talking government stuff now. I'm talking about freedom and liberty within your own self. You don't have anything that you put on yourself holding you back. You know, it's totally true, and I'll tell you something else. If you put on music while you're doing something, that music helps helps maintain your frequency, and don't oh. kid yourself. Music is powerful. They did it in a, there was a German town, CW, that was having a really high increase in the teenage crime rate. They started playing classical music in the crime rate dropped almost zero. It's like it puts people into a different space. Different frequencies have different things attached to them. So if you're going through something, one of the things you can actually do, if you're feeling terrified because something is due, I had all of my bills due this week. It was it was very confronting. And I'd already gotten extensions on all of them too. And I've got radio stations calling me and all kinds of stuff. We produce Waking Up in America and Our American Cafe ourselves. That's what producers do. And sometimes producers have sponsors that give them plenty of money, and other times producers got to produce it themselves. So across the board, the tests have been on. And miraculously, I taught Course of Miracles CW for three years, and every one of us went firewalking and hang gliding and all that stuff so that we'd erased a lot of fear. And we got to the point where if we weren't creating two to five miracles a day, we knew something was off. I don't have that group of people anymore, but I'd love to have the listening audience join me in this particular thing. You want to read The Course in Miracles, and it's an outstanding course for producing that sense of satisfaction, as C.W. was mentioning earlier. Satisfaction will make you feel wealthy. No kidding. And he knows how to do that. He's being God's humble servant, and I'm going to say that gives you a sense of satisfaction, not like gloating, but just like having done the right thing. Am I correct? That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's like when you know you're doing the right thing, boy, that does something for you, too. Yeah, if you gloat and brag or or, uh, get that sense of uh, bringing the vow, it goes I'm going to have to say something for Leo Dragons, which I am. We are allowed to gloat and brag once a day. We have to. It's for style. But the rest of the time, we try to be inspired by humble servants like yourself. Sorry. (laughs) 
hey, whatever works. Conceited, not me. It's just that I am what I am, and I'm me. If I look at myself and I see in myself all the wonderful things that I see, if I'm pleased with myself, I have every good reason to be. Mary Martin, Peter Pan. That's that's that sense of fullness of yourself. It's not a fullness over others. It's the fullness of you. And here's my prayer for for everybody that listens and for all those that we wished were listening and wish they were listening. I wish for you that you get the sense of satisfaction and joy at having what it is that you are in life being fully expressed and fully extended. These times that we have been going through, and we've been going through, I personally have been going through them since 2006. CW, I think you started a little later, didn't you? Um, You were were wheeling and dealing pretty good until a couple of years ago, right? Uh, I was. uh, I I sold my business in 05, and uh, it went south in 07. Yeah, 07, that would be it. Uh, now, that went south, of course, but I was on a, at that time, I was on a speaking tour for emergency management, so I was doing fairly well with that, and that lasted until about mid-2008 when uh, I had to take care of the situation <laughs> with the sale of the business. And well, I went I, from 100000 a month to 2000 a month between 2006 and 2007. So, That's a pretty good job. Yeah, I was yeah it is. And what it does is, I, first I, of I, all, I don't. <laughs> there's nothing I don't have that I didn't have in 2006 that I didn't that I didn't say I'm just too tired. I'll let go of it, including the properties. I mean, I if I'd had if I'd had Protandon at that point, I probably would have been able to hold on to the properties because there were there were ways of um, saving the properties because the whole scheme was so corrupt. So. Right. I'm going to have to say that one of the hugest, most fabulous gifts of wealth for me has been the products that I've come in contact with over the years. Rotandon would be hugest? one of them. Huh? Did you just say hugest? <laughs> hugest, biggest, biggest. The most <laughs> huge of all. All right. I'm just checking. I just wanted to... <laughs> Listen, I'm known to make up facts and language, okay? I, that, I, I just wanted to make sure. So you personally know, first of all, my racquetball partner has disappeared on me. But what I will tell you, in place of racquetball, I have been hauling trash cans around, walking the dogs, doing all kinds of stuff that I could have very easily given up on a long time ago. I could have said I was too old. racquetball partner was an attorney, is an attorney, right? <laughs> I know. Got, I don't know what you. happened to her. I think she got sucked into a courtroom somewhere, and she's, I haven't heard from her, and she's not answering emails, so... I don't know. I'm about. I, if I hadn't banged my little butt bone, that's a B-U-T-T bone, not the B-U-T right. bone. I'm trying not to do butts, just butts. I, I've actually met somebody at an art exhibit by the name of Tammy, and I plan on going and playing racquetball with Tammy. And I'm also really looking seriously at, I used to ride a, a 250 Honda motorcycle, just on weekends and stuff here in the mountains, you know. Is that right? Uh huh. And I'm actually, um, <laughs> I'm actually got my eye on another one. Now that's not normally something you take on at 71 again. I mean, you, you kind of say, "Oh, back when I used to ride motorcycles." Well, it's you know, real safe up here. Think, a lot of people think a 250 is not that big, but that's a quite good size. Oh, it's fine. It'll it'll do over 100. Okay, I've already done over 100 on a 250. 
I don't need more than that on a motorcycle. Huh? Not out there on those roads. No, not anymore. See, I actually wouldn't ride a motorcycle in the city at this point just because I think um, traffic is idiotic and the drivers frequently tend to be even more so. Yeah, and those that do need to be very careful out there. uh, Well, I will tell you that when I was riding a motorcycle, people frequently don't see you. And they have a tendency to open up car doors in front of you and to change lanes on top of you and stuff like that. And you have to drive so you can be seen in their rearview mirror and stuff like that. I'm not a dirt biker. I'm, You know, that's a little bit nerve-wracking for me. But cruising around uh, on Mulholland and stuff like that, not a problem. Happy to do it. And I've got room to store it, and I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like we live our lives like that thing is in the past. It's not. It's just not. I've been checking around. I've wanted to have a horse for about... I I started horseback riding, which gave me an enormous sense of wealth in a very turbulent world when I was in the fifth grade. I was having a number of troubles with just different things in my life, and I took up horseback riding before I go to school in the morning, and it totally changed my life. I had a big horse to love, you know, that loved back, and I could go riding. And there are things that we can put in our lives that make our lives worth it and special. And CW, you, you're actually, you love putting together big projects, and you're getting really good at that. I and do. that gives you a sense of satisfaction and global connection, you know? It does. Amen. And I thank you. And I'll, I'll tell you, as, as we become more and more recognized in the world, maybe our listeners don't really realize this, but the Republic for the United States of America.org, we're actually recognized by over 150 countries as the country that actually is the United States of America. And the problem, you know, we were talking about earlier in the show, the problem is the states the states' rights have disappeared. Where does the federal government get off? This was not designed as a... The Bill of Rights and the Constitution were not a national government designed to rule the states. States were to come together in some kind of um, cohesion, you know, with, with suggestions by national. And somehow, um, the de facto government of the United States of America decided they were going to make all the rules and that we looked much better as slaves. And, you know, citizens used to be a good word. You know, this is a good example of the authorities using the system to their benefit. When it, when it's not to their benefit, they don't use the system. You see, they take their the state's rights, erodes the state's rights, in the name of law, when it should be in the name of the Constitution. And this is where the confusion gets in, because the the... This great nation's constitution will trump the constitution of a state, of any state, as long as, the, as long as it's within the rule of law. But with that said, the nation uh, authority has no business of just walking in the back door or backyard of any state and start dictating. You mean it's sort of like Arizona immigration? Well, they consider that a national because once you're can go whether, uh, Oh, you're kind of cutting in and out again. Try that again. <laughs> that's because once they're, the immigrants are in Arizona, they can travel in other states. So they make it a national issue. However, because they're coming into that state, I believe that is a state issue. And I'm totally sure it's a state issue. I wouldn't have brought it up. I was using it to make a point. As you they know? see fit, because what, as they come in, or the 
the um, immigrants come into that state, into the country through that state, it affects the state first. So that state has the right to defend itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hear how he puts the big D in the defend? That's because he's pissed, okay? And justifiably so. Whenever you hear him go defend like that, that's because he's had enough of it, right? Am I correct? You're absolutely right. Yeah, I love it when you do that. <laughs> I can see you. If you were standing next to me, your chest would be puffed up. It's, it's time to say no. You want to grow vegetables in your yard? Don't let anybody stop you. Get on the you radio. Call, call us up. We'll put you on the radio. Be allowed to. Join the dialogue. Send us an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com. Say, i got an issue here. Um, I want to be on the air about it. We'll give you a couple minutes. We'll pre-record you or something like that and put you on. Join the dialogue. We're having these dialogues. You're welcome to join in here. That doesn't mean we'll publish everything that you say or do. Um, but if we think what you're doing will make a point, we'll, we'll put your point out for you. We are the Republic of the United States of America. You can go to republicfortheunitedstates.org and find out all about us. You may agree or disagree. I don't care. We're still the best game in town. Whether you like everything we do or not, some of our listeners think I'm adorable. Others think I'm weak on certain facts, which I am from time to time. You know, I couldn't even remember my own mother's birthday for 50 years. I kept getting it confused with my sisters. It's how my brain works, but I'm a lot of fun, and I bring up a lot of stimulating conversation, and CW is just a red-headed workhorse when it comes to making things right, and you can count on them for that, and there's a whole bunch of us, okay? We just happen to be the ones that talk and do this, and we have our American Cafe will be coming back on the air very shortly in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, what can I tell you? We're out there. We're doing it. We invite you to join us. We invite you to join the dialogue. So, gosh darn it, CW, what's the wealthiest thing you can do today? Uh, I go back to my statement earlier. Just uh, uh, be thankful that your needs are met and that you are. And uh, now that doesn't mean you sit around and do nothing and expect somebody to do something. You have to get up and get it done. But go get them, everybody. There you go. See, you hear it? They're, 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 that's Bent Meigen's music. Thank you so much, Bent Meigen, for your theme music, Almost Ordinary People. Next week, invite a friend to listen. Write us at val at wakingupinamerica.com. Remember, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, and that's due a mitzvah today. We want to thank our team at Voice America, Jess Bernard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer today, and... Um, our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale and Ron Simon. And thank you, Ron Hayes, for being a great research assistant. Sidious, Altius, Fortius, Avec, Laughter. That means swifter, higher, longer, and laugh while you're doing it. Thanks for listening. And you're not crazy anymore. You're thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is open.